We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Friday, October 14th, 2022. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! It's more fantasy basketball prep time. The season starts on Tuesday. So get your drafts in now before it gets too late. Today's topic: late draft season sleepers, plus some especially deep sleepers. If you're feeling bolder, you're in a deep league. Plus, we'll preview the Atlantic Division. Let's jump in with some news for maybe the first time this season. We have LaMelo Ball. He may miss the first week or two of the season. Timeline's a little unclear. It's a grade two ankle sprain. A quick Google will tell you that might take you four weeks to recover from. Um, In the preseason, the Hornets shifted Terry Rozier to point guard because their backup options are... Dennis Smith and James Booknight. So Rozier's going to play point guard. Uh, Kelly Oubre got inserted as a starting lineup as a teaser. We'll be talking about him later. And then I think Cody Martin is a guy, too, uh, who will probably see some more minutes. When when Um, Rozier was with the Celtics, the bulk of his minutes were a point guard. Part of that was because... He was a terrible shooter when he was with Boston. He shot, like, below 40%. But he, he mostly was at the point. And uh, great ball pressure. He was great at ball pressure, actually. His defense will be helpful there. Yeah, Rozier's a guy who he's ranked like in the 40s in the past few years, 30s, 40s per game value. Someone who I think is perennially underrated. This only boosts his value for the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, but his shooting you percentage has been creeping up his whole time in Charlotte to the respectable levels. I mean, 45 and 44 the last two years after four years under 40% in Boston. So. I think a lot of people see the bricklayer, remember his bricklayer days in Boston, hold that against him. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no reason to rush LaMelo back um, other than to sell more than 1,000 tickets. Uh, so I guess maybe that is a reason to, to rush him. Could the back. whole ball family be injury-riddled? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's Are we getting we'll into see. dangerous territory here with various ball family injuries? Yeah, the Lonzo situation is that's tough. Uh, but that's another thing we'll get to later. Uh, Ken, give us some more news out of Portland. Gary Payton Jr. is out at least two weeks with an abdominal injury. This is more good news for Josh Hart, who's named the starter, and Shaden Sharp, 
Uh, Alex or Shannon, who do you like on this Portland team beyond the obvious names? Oh, man. I, 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 Shane Sharp's a good deep sleeper, but I do not expect him to have a big role early in the season. Um, he's one of those guys, especially if the Blazers, for some reason, struggle. I could see Sharp carving out more of a role later in the season. Um, you know, Josh Hart's an obvious one. Simons, of course. Lillard's, Lillard's a top 15 pick. Jeremy Grant, uh, he's being drafted as if people think he's going to reproduce what he did in, in Detroit the past couple of years. I don't think he'll do that, but he'll still be like 15 and 6. Solid, solid option, you know, probably a top 100 player still. Nurkic is Nurkic, great production when healthy. Can he stay healthy? You know, the, no. the, the other options, it's, it's Nas Little. Can he carve out a role? Or, or maybe Trendon Watford, who was fantastic for the, for the Blazers late last season and then was great in the summer league. Can Watford carve out a role, you know, in, in that front court rotation? Those are some interesting names for me, but they're more deep league options. Most 12 team leagues, I'm not, I'm not considering guys like Watford or Little. I love Josh Hart late. Uh, anything yep. you want to add to that, Alex? Nope, I'm a Josh, Josh Hart guy. Grabbed him in a couple leagues. Feel pretty good about it. Feel better about it with Gary Payton out for a couple weeks. Shannon, let's move to your Detroit Pistons. Yeah, money bags. Marvin Bagley out three to four weeks with a sprained knee. You know, this pretty much uh, clears up any any debate about who might start next to Bogdanovich for the Pistons. It's going to be beef stew. It looked like that was already going to be the case with the way the rotation was playing out this preseason. Uh, Isaiah Stewart's been solid this this preseason as well he, he's been hitting three uh he's been hitting a lot of threes i think he was four for ten in last night's preseason four game for downtown. And he was doing that his rookie season too honestly it was weird that he kind of stopped taking threes last year it, it was like it was a, a an effort by the coaching staff to get him to stop taking threes last season he also I, stopped blocking shots which was kind of a pain in the right rear. Well, you know, an undersized five, he's never going to – I don't think he'll ever be a big shot blocker. But, yeah, hopefully that can bounce back. But the threes are a huge boost to his value. Um, I don't think it means much for Nerlens. Nerlens is more of just a, a veteran presence on this team. Give them some depth if, depth if they happen to be more competitive than they think. Or trade bait later in the year. Um, I really don't think he's going to factor into the rotation much unless there's a, a just – a rash of injuries. Um, but Jalen Duran is way more interesting now with Bagley out for three to four weeks. We will talk more about Duran later. All right. Well, let's let's just jump into our main content here. Today we are discussing deep sleepers. But first, a month ago, we supplied 10 more standard sleepers and or underrated players. They were Colin Sexton. Trey Jones, Gary Trent, Alperin Shangoon, Buddy Heald, Sadiq Bay, Patrick Williams, Robert Williams, who is now hurt, uh, Lori Markinen, and Brandon Clark. Um, before we jump into our deeper sleepers, do any has uh, Shannon have your feelings on any of these guys changed significantly? <laughs> Other than Time Lord, who's obviously hurt, yes, Can't, uh, yeah, right. Other than Time Lord, well, yeah, for a couple of these guys. It has. I mean, we just mentioned Gary Trent's got an injury, so so that's something to monitor. Um, I might be higher on Trey Jones now than I was a couple weeks ago, uh, but there are guys on this list who I am I am lower on now. Uh, Patrick Williams, 
Yeah, it's to be determined what his role is going to be with Chicago if he's going to start. Based on where he played, where where he slotted into the rotation last year, especially in the playoffs, um, I fully, I still expect him to get the majority of minutes at the four and be the starting four for Chicago. But there is a little bit of a question mark about that. So, so you want to keep tabs on that. Um, and then also Brandon Clark, it's kind of a similar scenario where I fully expected him to be starting at the four uh, with, with, with Jalen Jackson out, Jaron Jackson out. Um, you know, that doesn't appear to be the case. We'll talk a little bit about who actually will probably be the starting four for the Grizzlies shortly. Uh, so yeah, Clark and, and Williams, I still like both of them. I'm still picking them as sleepers, but uh, not as high on them as I was a few weeks ago. Well, Shannon, with that, how about you take us into our new list of sleepers now that we've experienced four weeks of drafting. Uh, with all that draft experience, who's your uh, number one sleeper for today? I love Kelly Oubre this year for Charlotte. His ADP is 128. You know, you got Lamella Ball injured again. You got Gordon Hayward, who who always has, always seems to deal with some kind of injury. He's 32. He's only averaged... Uh, under 47 games per season while since since joining uh, the Hornets, I love Uber Uber. He was he, he's almost overlooked how how good of a fantasy option he was last season. Uh, he played 76 games for the Hornets, scored 15 points per four rebounds, uh, one steal, and then a career high 2.5 three pointers. And that's really why I love him. He is going to be a monster source of three pointers again this year. He's not the best three-point shooter in the world, shot under 35%, uh, but the volume's going to be there. So if you can withstand the field goal percentage, especially if you're in a points-based league, because uh, the efficiency across the board is an issue for Ubre. Free throws are also not great. Uh, but if you need threes late in the draft, especially in points-based leagues, I love Ubre. I think he's going to take up a lot of the, the minutes and usage that we saw from Bridges last year is going to be handed off to Ubre, So I, I'm not worried. I think even after LaMelo returns, Ubre is going to be a fixture. Uh, top six player, obviously, within that Hornets team, but could be locked into the starting lineup all season as well. Have you seen Gordon Hayward's new haircut? It is terrible. I love it. He's going to get hurt even sooner with that haircut. <laughs> he looks Ubre. like a mall rat. You have no style, Ken. No style at all. He's beautiful. Ubre is great. I think people are going to look back and think, what were we thinking not drafting <coughs> Kelly Ubre like 125 in every single draft? Um, in, in preseason, he's taking 19 shots per 36 minutes. It's Kelly Ubre time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And no one thinks that more than Kelly Ubre himself. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, take us to the sneaky rookie you've got for your sleeper pick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tari Eason. I, I, I don't think it's sleepy. I, it's not too sleepy within the fantasy community at this point if, you, if you've been, you know, reading up and stuff. But I think for, the, for most people who are not familiar, have not been locked in, you got to pay attention to Tari Eason. Number 17 overall pick in the draft for the Houston Rockets. He, I mean, since summer league, Eason has been tearing it up. He was great there. People are like, let's see if it translates to preseason. It has. Um, I think he's going to start cutting into Jayshon Tate's minutes. He has way more upside than Tate. I mean, Tate's going to end up being a role player in the NBA. Um, plus, I don't, I don't think they're going to prioritize like Kenyon Martin Jr. But just to highlight, you don't think Eric Gordon is going to be top of the development chart? What is he? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Per 36 minutes this preseason for Eason, I think he's played like 75 total minutes. So, okay sample size. 30 points, 15 rebounds, two and a half steals, two threes, one and a half assists, half a block. Um, He's a monster. He's strong. He can hit threes. He can get to the free throw line. He's about six foot eight. I'm I'm pretty high on him this year. And I think that he's going to just, he's going to bully his way into the Rockets rotation. Yep. Totally agree. Ken, nice. who's your sleeper? Yeah, my first sleeper tonight is Jalen Smith of the Indiana Pacers. He's got an ADP of 124 on Yahoo. He appears to have won the starting power forward gig for the Pacers. Qualifies at forward and center on both Yahoo and CBS. He had 22 games with the Pacers last year after the trade. In those 22 games, Smith delivered 18 points, nine boards, one block, and almost one and a half threes over 25 minutes per game. Rotowire thinks with these rebuilding pacers that Smith will get 27 plus minutes a game per season this year. I agree with that. I also just love a guy who can give you blocks and triples, like the good old young Rudy Gay days. This 22 year old Smith, he's 6'10. And people forget he was the number 10 overall pick in the 2020 draft. He's on a terrible team looking for answers. The Pacers have fragile Miles Turner at center, who might be trade bait come February. Smith's competing with O'Shea Brissett at power forward, who only started 25 games last year himself. 
look, come the late rounds, you want upside, improving young guys with a shot at big minutes. Jalen Smith fits that description to a T. Miles Turner might be trade bait come 2 p.m. Um, <laughs> I, I think some the question marks with Jalen Smith were mainly just where he's going to slot into the rotation. If he was going to be locked into the starting, starting power forward position, there's a lot of Isaiah Jackson love. Um, I think Isaiah Jackson's more of a five. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be slotted behind Turner. Uh, I also, I like Smith a lot. Uh, I think he's a, he's a good target that at that range in the draft. Shannon, take us to uh, sleeper number four. Yeah, we're going to go to Minnesota. We have Jaden McDaniels, recently named starting small forward for the T-Wolves. Now, I, I feel like it's year three uh, of Jaden. Jaden uh, McDaniel's breakout, right? This is this is the year finally, yeah. right? We're there. Uh, last year I was very high in McDaniel's as well. He was always one of my favorite uh, late round or last round flyers in best ball drafts. Um, but then you had uh, Vanderbilt do have a little mini breakout for Minnesota last season. Vanderbilt's no longer there. It's it, and neither is Malik Beasley. This team, you know, you have Kyle Anderson who we know Kyle Anderson will get minutes uh, like he has in every other team that he's played on. He carves out those minutes. But with McDaniels locked in as the starter, I think we'll see improvements from what we saw last year. It's just his age 22 season. Last year, he was 9.2 points, 4.2 rebounds, uh, 1.5 st- uh, stocks, 1.1 three-pointers. So if he can increase those three-pointers a little bit, uh, do a little bit more on the defensive end, which he definitely has a skill set for. And he sees 28, 29 minutes per instead of the 25.8 minutes he saw last season. There's going to be solid top 120 value to be had here. Yeah, McDaniels, I think uh, part of the reason a lot of people are high in McDaniels and have been waiting for that breakout campaign is he was the seventh ranked player in his recruiting class in high school. Um, someone who ended up slipping, you know, after high school went 28th. Um but yeah, I mean, the up the upside is there. You know, I'm a little worried about his usage with like D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, Carl Towns there. But if he can play off of everyone, like you're saying, hit some threes, he's long and athletic. He can cut to the basket for some easy baskets. I I, I think his efficiency will stay high. He'll hit some threes. And he's, he's a decent defender, too. He'll get you a steal on the block every now and then. So yeah. you're drafting someone at 145 that could play 30 minutes a game pretty easily and, and be a real part of the rotation. Alex, take us to Chicago for your next sleeper pick. Yeah, like Io Dasunmu from Chicago just got named the starting point guard with Lonzo Ball out till probably at least January. Um, it's not too surprising, but it's just good to get that firm confirmation because, you know, Caruso was also in the mix. Who should still play a lot, and I, I like Caruso as well. But as a starter last season, Dasunmu averaged uh, basically 11 points, five assists, three and a half boards, and a steal in 34 and a half minutes. The efficiency was great. 52% from the field, uh, 35% from three, 79% from the free throw line. I don't think he's going to see 35 minutes a game this year. And, you know, because Dragic is there, Kobe White, who I guess they still want to give minutes to, Caruso uh, is good defensively, and Lonzo is maybe going to come back towards the end of the year, so his minutes will drop there. But, I mean, I I think expecting 30 minutes – from Dasunmu is fair plus development 
Um, and I think I think that just makes like for a pretty good value pick at at one forty nine. Um, and we all we on this podcast uh, we always talk about breakout sophomore guards, and you know his usage is only going to be so high next to Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, but he's just a really well rounded player who has proven to fit well within their within their scheme. Yeah, absolutely. The benefits of being with those veterans, he doesn't have to take any crazy shots, hence the mm. good field goal percentage, and he's going to get a lot of easy assists. Yeah, yeah, it's the assist. I mean, getting getting assists, get, yeah. selecting a player who could potentially average five plus assists that late in the draft, it's pretty hard. It's pretty rare, um, and I think he has that type of upside with the starting gig. Ken, who's your sleeper? This might be the dullest sleeper pick possible, yet I still like it. Dorian Finney-Smith of the Dallas Maverick. His ADP from four sites. Uh, he's, I'm sorry, he's at 145 on underdog and fan tracks. Yet, Finney Smith is the starting power forward for Dallas. His scoring and minutes have gradually improved over each of his past six seasons. The 6'7 wing played 80 games last season and delivered a steady 11 points, almost five rebounds, more than one steal, half a block, and 2.2 triples, hello, per game while shooting 47% from the field. Is DFS a sexy pick? Hell no. But he plays every day with steady production. Dallas has a thin depth chart. Rotowire has Finney Smith's minutes up to 34 a game uh, with continued growth across the board. There's a lot to be said for playing every day, draining threes, bringing 1.6 stocks a game while shooting good percentages, Plus, he coughs up only one turnover a game. He's ideal for nine-category roto leagues. Your draft mates will moan with boredom, but DFS steady production will make you smile. Yeah, I, I, view, I view DFS uh, very similar fashion to how my wife viewed me. You know, boring, <laughs> reliable, not sexy, but steady Eddie. Still got, still got picks. Still got picks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, someone who uh, like a twelve-team eight cat, you know, may go undrafted, but we have a sixteen-team auction league, and he had, he mean, he has to go selected in the, in those leagues. He just has to Not, be drafted. nine cat. You must own him in a nine-category league. Must be owned. All right, I know some fans are going to gr- moan a little, a gripe that hey, those six sleepers we mentioned, they're not deep enough. So let's each now nominate a player with the rank of hundred and sixty plus that could return much better value. We're saying rank because, frankly, ADP gets really messy after the first 140 players. Anyway, Shannon, you start and start with the youth movement. This guy's almost at 160. Average ADP across the sites we track is 157. Jalen Duran, rookie big man for the Pistons. You know, unbiased pick, obviously, <laughs> obviously. But I, the, one of the main reasons why I like Duran is just so what we've seen this preseason. He, he's He's dominating the boards. As mentioned at the top of the show, Marvin Bagley is out for the next three to four weeks. That's going to open up minute. And, and Nerlens Noel also is, is sidelined right now. He's not playing yet. He's, he's got to work on his conditioning before he can even start Hopefully logging any do. kind of minutes. Yep. Yeah. And, and with that means you have Isaiah Stewart and Duran are the only two healthy big man centers for the Pistons at the start of the year. And then we, we, we had an encouraging comment from Dwayne Casey this week where he mentioned 
that the team is not a championship contender contender and was quoted as saying two rookies will play big minutes this season. Duran is the second rookie and, and getting that kind of comment from the coach is very encouraging. Uh, you know, Duran's going to struggle. His free throw percentage is probably going to be a worry. Field goal percentage should be strong, but rebounds and, and potential for, for very good block numbers. Uh, even if he's only playing 18 to 22 minutes per game for deep leagues. I think he's a guy that you could target might end up being more of a stash. You know, I, it's going to be inconsistent at the beginning of the year, but I do also believe his minutes are going to pick up and his role in production will as well as the season uh, moves on. When you mentioned pre-show, Noel's probably trade bait too come February. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, they, yeah, they have, they did not trade for him to play him. Okay, then. Uh, Alex, take us to Memphis. Stanti Aldama from the Grizzlies, ADP of about 159 right now. Everyone thought Brandon Clark or even Jake LaRavia was going to get the start in Memphis with Jaron Jackson out for a few months, but it's it looks it's looking like it's going to be Aldama. He's 6'11", 21-10, uh, double-double in college, was good in preseason. Um or excuse me, was good in summer league this year. Was good in summer league last year. He's 21 years old. A lot of upside. I thought he was more of a center, but he can hit some threes. So they can play him next to Stephen Adams, and it can work. He'll get you threes. He'll get you block shots. Um, this preseason, per 36 minutes, 17 points on 58 percent from the field, 10 boards, two and a half assists, 1.7 threes, 1.7 blocks. Even if he only plays 25 minutes a game. Um, I think he'll be he'll be worth drafting in uh, in standard leagues at least for the upside and you know there's gonna be a lot of matchups where they just they want a floor spacing five out there and Aldama you know Brandon Clark doesn't space the floor so um, I think he he'll he'll back his way into a lot of minutes this year. I mean, one strategy is to take Clark and Aldama late and then just see how it shakes out because you're gonna want to waiver wire somebody, right? Ken, who's your deep sleeper? This might even be duller than uh, Finney Smith. Grayson Allen of your Milwaukee Bucks. He's got a rank of 186. He's free. Allen is starting for Milwaukee at shooting guard. Any starter should be on your radar. The Bucks haven't changed their wing reserves. Allen is still battling Pat Connaughton and 36-year-old Wesley Matthews for minutes. Chris Middleton's coming off wrist surgery and is no lock to play 70-plus games. Allen's catch-and-shoot abilities add much-needed outside shooting for Milwaukee's arsenal. Over the first 30 games of last season, Allen posted 13 points over three-and-a-half boards, three made threes, and 1.2 stocks per game. Let's say you start your draft with Giannis and Sabonis. If so, you'll need cheap threes later, and it doesn't get any cheaper than Grayson Allen. Yeah, Grayson Allen, he I didn't think he'd make it in the NBA that well. Uh, but every I will you will you watch him play? If he's out there 25, 30 minutes, there's like two or three plays a game where you're like, wow, Grayson Allen. And then other than that, he, yeah, he just backs his way into like 15 points, some boards, hit some threes. Like he's he's a he's a good NBA player. Plenty of nice catch-and-shoot opportunities in Milwaukee there. Uh, all right, that's it for our three deep sleepers. 
If you like our video content, please consider hitting the like and subscribe buttons. Now, a word from our good friends at Basketball Reference. It's easy to find LeBron James statistics from last year with a quick Google search and a visit to Basketball Reference. You can see that he averaged 30.3 points per game. But that raises more questions. Is he the oldest player to average 30 points in a season? Who's had more 30-point-per-game seasons than LeBron? How many players averaged 30 points but didn't win MVP? To answer those questions, there's StatHead. StatHead was created by the people who made Basketball Reference to give you an easy way to explore their database and answer those kinds of questions. In StatHead, there are an array of simple tools that unlock an endless number of search options, all using the same easy-to-use interface that you already know from Basketball Reference, Plus, StatHead lets you browse Basketball Reference ad-free. Sign up with promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off an annual subscription to StatHead. That's ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. Let's get to the Atlantic Division Fantasy Preview. We're going to start with Boston, and I'll just let you have the floor. Forget all the coaching drama. The real concern here is the thin front court. Danilo the Rooster Gallinari is out for the year. Robert Time Lord Williams is already hurt again, his knee, and he's hoping for a late November return. Al Horford is 36 years old. Grant Williams might see 27 minutes a game. Side note, Grant Williams has played the most games of anyone in the 2019 NBA draft, over 200 games. It's so bad they signed 33-year-old Blake Griffin. Expect a lot of small ball from Boston. Derek White is rumored to be the new starter uh, while Time Lord is out. Expect lots of Jason Tatum at power forward early on. Derek White actually is a guy who we definitely could have mentioned as a deep sleeper. With him starting, um, I like him quite a bit more than if he were coming off the bench. Uh, you know, Al Horford play, doing the player coach role this year will be interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll Next see Boston. Russell, baby. Boston's an interesting team to watch. Uh, you, you know who's going to be the stalwarts uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Horford, even though he's old, will be there. I actually love Horford with time word out. Uh, Brogdon, six-man role, still will provide value. Is there any are, – are, are, are there any possible sleepers? Like deep, other... deep sleeper, yeah, Sam other... Hauser. Okay. Yeah, Hauser. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's taller than you think. It's 6'8". He, he's, he's a basketball player. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hit threes, though. I mean, it's going to be a soft 6'8". But, yeah. boy, they got a lot of minutes on that front court. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I got, like, I got, I agree on the Derek white observation. Yeah. I got the numbers up right now. Hauser per 36 minutes this preseason, 6.2 made threes per game per 36 <laughs> minutes. So he is absolutely letting them fly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he will get catch and shoot opportunities. They what need anyone. Yeah, yeah. They need exactly. anyone to play power forward, uh, yeah. for them. All okay, right. Well, let's, for my own uh, my own feelings of security, let's go on to an even more screwed up team. Yeah. Who wants to discuss the Brooklyn Nets? I can jump in. What do we expect from Ben Simmons here? Um, I will say he did a pretty good job against the Bucks. 
um, was very Indeed. physical with Giannis defensively. And when I watched the game, honestly, the main thing that stood out to me was I think he's going to get 10 assists a game from literally just handing the ball off to Kevin Durant, like Durant's a running back, and then Durant just shoots from 16 feet. Um, so I'm not that worried about Ben Simmons from fantasy this year. He's just going to back his way into like 10 boards and 10 assists in a lot of nights. Um, how, how many threes this year? Uh, absolutely zero, but um, <laughs> wrong. He will hit at least 12 three pointers this season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. That's, that's my um, hottest take. Should we, I, you want to do an over under bet on 15 threes? I've, I've got to do the research, Ken. I was, all right. all <laughs> I, was just, I was just throwing it out there. I think he has like three career made threes. I can look into that when. Yeah, uh, when I, I should, should have just taken the bet at twelve. <laughs> so, how many, in addition to Simmons, how many games do we get from Kyrie? KD hasn't been especially healthy at thirty-four years old. What's the trade situation with KD and Kyrie? Um, it, it, who, who, between Seth Curry and Joe Harris, who's really going to step up there? Is Claxton ready? Is Simmons going to play center? There are a lot, a lot of questions about this Nets team. Does anything stand out to you specifically, Shannon, besides Ben Simmons having exactly 12 threes this year? <laughs> it's it's Claxton. Nick Claxton, I expect big things from this year. He is the only center they have on their team. De'Ron yeah. Sharp, Markeith Morris, Ben Simmons, those guys are not centers. Kevin Durant, not a center. Like, can they log some minutes at center in a small ball lineup? Sure, but they're not centers. Claxton is a legit center. No DeAndre Jordan clogging up minutes this season. It's time for Claxton to break out. And, and he did solid late last year. I mean, even just looking at the Boston series in the postseason, he played 24 and a half minutes, averaged 10 and a half points, 6.3 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 2.3 blocks. He is a guy who can do that. Like he, he has the skill set where he could average over one steal and one and a half, two blocks per game. Um, I, I believe he, I fully believe he'll play a career high minutes. Last year was under 21. If he's playing 27, 28, maybe even more minutes per game than that, I think he's going to be a potential nightly double double with two blocks per game. Uh, where he's going in drafts right now, he, that's an absolute steal. Uh, average ADP across the, the four or five sites. Yep, 132. I, I, I love him in that range. And, and I think he's absolutely going to be one of the steals of, of the draft this year. Well, and Alex mentioned Ben Simmons, good defense, but Kyle, uh, Kyrie Irving's defense is atrocious, which will mean a lot of point guards driving to the lane and giving Claxton plenty of shot block opportunities. Let's go to New York. We have Jalen Brunson now starting a point guard for the Knicks. Uh, I think, you know, some questions emerge from that in terms of, how much usage do Julius Randle and RJ Barrett have um, at this point now? And do Randle's numbers continue to slide in general? Things got a little dicey between him and management slash coaching. It seemed like last year may have been on the way out. He's still there right now. Um, Shot also... 41% from the field though, last season for a power forward. Ooh. We also have a kind of a tough to read center situation between Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, who are both Hart difficult. Hart Einstein. Yeah. I, I think they're going to split minutes, which makes it just really annoying. But I think Hartenstein's not a bad like late-round sleeper if you're in like a 16-teamer, just because in the past he's proven to be a great per-minute guy. can get you some assists. He was hitting some threes in preseason. 
Um, Shannon, what do you think about Randall this year or, or really anybody else on this next team? Uh, I, I mean, I love Brunson. I think we're going to see great things from Brunson uh, in his first year as a Nick. He really broke out last year with Dallas, averaged 16 points, four, four rebounds, 4.8 uh, assists, under one steal, 1.2 three-pointers. That's the one odd thing about Brunson is he's not going to be a big three-point, unless he shows improvements that we haven't seen so far in his NBA career. He's not going to be a big three-point shooter as far as volume goes, and, and he doesn't do much on the defensive end. But I do think we'll see career highs from him in points, rebounds, assists. Um, you know, by default, if he's playing more minutes than 32 that he saw last year and the fact that he's going to have a bigger role, he's not not playing just kind of a sidekick to Luca. He could be the guy who's controlling the ball on the vast majority of possessions and, and put up, you know, eight, 18, five and seven. Like the the projections for Brunson are pretty timid, in my opinion. I think he could have a, a monster year uh, with with Randall. And with both Randall and Barrett, I worry they're going to both take a dip this season. They're both still be productive, but I don't think they're going to match last year's productivity from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Mitch Rob, Mitchell Robinson, I'm not as worried about. Hartenstein will see his minutes, but he also was signed as the clear backup, in my opinion. Robinson's yeah. the guy who they gave $60 million to. And if, if Robinson's playing, you know, Robinson only played 26 minutes per game last year. <sighs> They they've got they're giving him 60 minutes. They should be giving him at least 28 to 30 minutes per game. If he gets if he averages a couple minutes more per game, then we're talking about a double double with two blocks per. And, and you know, free throw is going to be a struggle. No three pointers for for Mitch Rob, but I do think he's going to be this is going to be his best fantasy season yet. I think it could be. I'm a he's a little more fragile than I'd like. I don't know if he can take sure. the banging of 28 minutes a game which is kind of why I like Hartenstein, who's practically free in drafts as well, super back end. Um, but, you know, the nice thing with Brunson is he doesn't need to take threes. Fournier and Randall are jacking up a crazy amount of threes. So the mid-range and drives lane are pretty much open. Robinson's just trying to stay out of the way on offense. I think Brunson, I agree, Brunson's going to be huge. Um, Alex, what's your take on the situation in Philadelphia? Well... It's a very, I mean, I, I will say, I they are one of my favorite value bets for NBA championship this year at 16 to 1. I'll start off by saying that I think they're immensely talented. They're deep. Um, I, but the question for fantasy are questions. Will Joel Embiid play 68 games again? That was a career high for him. I'm still worried about that. Um, Joel Embiid had one healthy year, and now people are like, yeah, I'll draft him third and fourth overall. It's like <laughs> we were, we've been drafting him like 12th, 13th. He's, I don't he's think no he's, George Mirasan. For people not seeing the video, Ken's wearing a George Mirasan bullets jersey. Um, and then the question is like, are are there enough shots combined for James Harden and Tyrese Maxey? What's Tobias Harris's role? I will say from what from what I've seen in preseason, it seems like Harden's going to be passing a lot more, and Maxey is completely fine just shooting the rock, just <laughs> absolutely launching. And I think Tobias Harris is going to do what he's always done: be a, a solid you know, fourth option who can be like the second guy in a bench unit. He'll score 16 points a game, seven boards. He'll do it efficient and you can draft him like 80 and it's fine. What Harris has going for him is they're not particularly deep. They desperately need him Harris to play with this lead, the second unit, maybe with Maxi. Um, but yeah, they're pretty loaded with talent wise. 
Oh yeah, their their top four, top five could easily play uh, just a ridiculous Tom Thibodeau level of minutes uh, for this team. Because I agree, I don't think they're terribly deep outside of the top seven or eight. Uh, I I expect a lot of good things. But first, a call back to the stat head, uh, Reed Joel Joel and B. He's a guy who averaged over thirty points per game and did not win MVP. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, but Philadelphia. Per, well, part of that problem is per game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Maxi, Harden, Harris, and B. Those are the fantasy options on this team. I expect Harden to have a bounce back year and, and possibly, you know, I I think he's going to have top five value this year. I love Harden. I think we have him number two in certain yeah, I, uh, formats. I really do think he's going to be a monster again this season. You know, he's not going to be scoring 30 plus points per game like he did with the Rockets at his peak, but his assist numbers, uh, three point shooting should all be just stellar. Uh, my question is if you had to pick a fifth player besides Maxi Harden, Harris, and B to be a fantasy value on this squad, who is it? That's an interesting question. Um, I mean, I think if you're feeling crazy and you want to do like the Montrez Harrell, just like banking on Joel Embiid getting hurt thing. I mean, I've seen some people do that. I don't necessarily love it. Uh, I think maybe Melton. I, was I think say, Mel- Melton's all around games, other than his field goal percentage. Is I'm not beneficial. I don't. I don't love his minutes opportunities, but at the same time, he's such a good defender. I think there are going to be a lot of games where they just—they're like, "We need you out there for 24 minutes." He's proven to have good fantasy value in the past, even playing behind John Morant and Tyus Jones. Um, so I think he's the guy. He's the guy I would target, even though I wouldn't have high hopes necessarily. Yeah, I, I think Harrell and Melton are the two guys. PJ Tucker, we know what he does. He, he's going to play a lot of minutes for him, but he's just. You know, he's going to score six, seven points max. Uh, we're not going to see a 10 from him on that end. Uh, but both Melton and and, uh, and Harrell could see a good 24 to 26 minutes off the bench and really carry their bench units um, as far as production goes. So I like those two better than a House, Corkmaz, Bible. Uh, I would go Melton or Harrell if I'm in a deeper league. So, Alex, I have a question for you. North of the border. Yeah. If the Toronto Raptors haven't really made any significant personnel moves, how does this team improve? I think it's just more improvement from Scotty Barnes. Um, you know, I don't think Van Vliet's getting any better. I think Siakam still has some upside left. Not like necessarily a lot, but I think I think there's room for him to move up. I've heard a lot of precious Achua buzz. People seem to think he's going to take some sort of leap forward. Um, you know, I, they got some guys who are interesting. They're always, they're, they're always good at development, right? They got Delano Banton who, you know, all around guy, I'll go Porter is a decent signing. I think for them, he could play like 26 minutes, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think there is a chance people are kind of sleeping on Van Vliet and, and Siakam who are very good. And we know coach Nick nurse, he nurse has guys play like 38 minutes in the regular season sometimes. So if you want high floor guys who are high usage rate guys, no reason not to turn to guys on Toronto. Yeah. I, I think Siakam is poised to have his best season ever. Um, really one of the only question marks is can he play? Yeah, you know, if he could play 75 games this year, uh, he's, gonna, 
Yeah, he's going to be an absolute beast. The last year he averaged uh, 22.8, 8.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists, which I, I think goes unnoticed. Uh, 1.3 steals, 0.6 blocks, uh, 1.1 three-pointers. For both the blocks and the three-pointers, I believe there's upside for significantly more. He hit uh, a couple years ago 2.2 three-pointers per game, uh, and, and he has the tools to block more shots. Um, has you know 0.9 in his is the most for his career, but I think he can get over one. So he could be one of those those you know mythological triple one one steal one three one block players. Uh, I think Siakam has the skill set to get there, and he's just you know he's probably going to lead this team in scoring. You got. OG Ananobi, uh, Gary Trent, Van Fleet, Scotty Barnes, Boucher off the bench. Uh, I, I like Boucher more than more than Precious. I, I'm good there. Give me Boucher. Otto Porter's got some depth. I, this team's interesting, and, and and they always they always do better than I expect them to. So that's what I'm expecting this year is they for Toronto to surprise and surpass my expectations of the team. I am shocked at how many drafts I've been able to get Spicy P in the third round uh, and love grabbing him there. I think Nick, Nick Nurse is a quality coach. I think he, he, you know, he gets more out of a roster than your average NBA coach, which is uh, helps with their upside. Mm -hmm. Ken, it's time for the old man rant. Arg! Everybody wants to bitch about these terrible Thursday night football games, but I say thank you. I have a life. I can't watch football <laughs> Thursday, Saturday, 12-plus hours on Sunday and on Monday. All this NFL plus NBA finally starting. This is not good for the marriage. If the NFL could continue scheduling crappy games for Thursday, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Arr. Oh man. Um Ken, just make yeah. Thursday night date night, man. Don't, don't do football. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if we had any mispronounced names. I stumbled on Kyrie for some crazy reason. Crazy reason. Um, but I do want to apologize in the initial sleeper video. I didn't say Malachi Flynn. I said Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> that that's, like, that's a Starbucks drink. Well, was, exactly. Weird. I'd like that with skim, please. Can I get a Malachi Flynn with skim milk and uh, some vanilla cider? I don't know. Uh, Next episode, no analysis. We're just going to have apologies about every mispronounced name in yeah. the past Apology seven episode. years. <laughs> Did we butcher any names this 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 episode? No, I don't think so. Yeah, our next YouTube video is just going to be, the title is just going to be, We're Sorry. Um, <laughs> and it'll go viral. It's similar. It's the same episode we do at the end of the fantasy season every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Stathead. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to Brooklyn, where Kevin Durant compared his Golden State fight with Draymond Green, to the current brouhaha between Green and Jordan Poole, quote, that's not the same situation. Somebody got punched in the face. It's no comparison to that. It was just some words that being, uh, I heard people say that that happens a lot in the NBA. I had never seen nothing like that before. But what me and Draymond did a few years back, that shit happens all the time. So it's easy to get through something like that. But I don't know what this situation is like. Attention, passengers. 
This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>